Hi, everybody. Welcome to Law School and Brave. It's a podcast about law school, and and me and Megan are both wrapping up. Well, at this point, you know, only one of us is still in law school. I'm officially an attorney now. Yes. This is Lydia here talking, and, and Megan here has very exciting news. Yes. I'm just going to jump straight straight to the point here. I am now officially, officially, officially an attorney. Woo! Woo! Yeah. I know. It seems like there have been so many hurdles and steps, and there have been. Um, but the very final step is getting sworn in, like going to the courthouse and like putting your hand on a Bible and making a bunch of um, proclamations and oaths. Uh, yeah. And that happened for me on Friday. So, wow. oh, yep. I got my bar to, number I, and everything. I didn't hear what you said, Lydia. Sorry. Oh, it has to be a Bible that you swear on. I mean, I, I, it was sprung on me. I didn't even know that that was going to be part of it. So well, interesting. Yeah. And honestly, like at that point, I'm literally crossing the finish line in the marathon of this journey like I would do whatever if she was like take your shirt off I'd be like all right let's do it <laughs> like I could I would have done whatever the judge said <laughs> yeah I do not care <laughs> yeah um anyway so that that's like my very big exciting news and if if y'all are interested I I do have the oath with me um and I could read it if you're interested I'm very curious to hear. Should I do it now or do we want to do highs and lows and all oh, that? Oh, yeah, jazz? we can leave that. We can we can just tease that and, and yeah, read just it. Little, yeah, yeah, just yeah. dangle the carrot. Yeah. Yeah. But that um, is exciting. So now you actually have to give like an obligatory like I'm an attorney but not your attorney. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my gosh. Nothing I'm saying on this podcast is legal advice, though I can give it now. <laughs> She can give it, everyone. She can give legal advice. Yeah. I don't know how good it will be. I'm probably still going to have to look the answer up, but I can do it. Well, just call the the court clerk and uh, ask them to answer it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, because that worked out so well for me. (laughs) Ma'am, I thought you said you were an attorney. Um, (laughs) That's a legal question. I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And what's the answer? (laughs) Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, well, you know, we're recording this on a, on a Sunday night, mm. um, but it's been kind of a monumental week mm-hmm. in law and in life. Yes. Do you, I think That's you know what I'm referring to. <laughs> so that means we're starting with lows. Is that? Is I that would think, different? yeah, I want to bring it okay. back. I want to bring it back up. Let's start with those lows that if anybody has ever listened to this podcast or knows um, a woman, they can probably <laughs> forecast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, that was, that was a horrible, um, it's just horrible that someone would leak information. You know what I mean? What a shame. Um, that seems like the big issue for me. Really? That actually hashtag surprises me. Hashtag S. Megan. Um, not hashtag. I mean, backslash S. For when you write something sarcastic and people don't realize you're writing something sarcastic. Oh, <laughs> I was like, hold on. I'm shocked to hear that. Yeah. Okay. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, I am. Yeah. 
do you have any um like conspiracy theories or maybe not conspiracies but working theories about who you think leaked it I have no idea I just I'm of the opinion that like whatever their intent was their outcome like the the outcome of what they did when they leaked it was by women a couple more weeks and months whatever to get an IUD get their abortion get whatever like they mm-hmm. just saved a lot of people's lives by doing that so i don't really know i don't know if that was their intention but i think that's what it led to you know wow you're so smart i honestly like that didn't even cross my mind i think i was just like so caught up in what this is going to mean moving forward it did like honestly it's like almost embarrassing that thought the thought that it was it could be saving women's lives right now given yeah. this in this finite window, yeah, exactly. didn't even occur to me. I I can't take credit for it. Someone else, I saw someone else write about it online and was like, "Oh shit." Yeah, I you know the 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 theory that I have behind it or had have whatever I'm malleable, I'm adaptable, um, <laughs> but I I had read on Twitter somebody say, you know, everybody is assuming that this is the work of one of the more liberal justices clerks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the person went on to say, I am of a different opinion. I think it was probably a conservative justices clerk because when, because now that the public has read it, um, it's almost kind of set the opinion in stone because now we'll be able to compare the draft against whatever the final product is mm. and it'll highlight the like inner workings of what the justices talk about and sort of almost like the political push and pull between all the different justices and their chambers. And I thought that was a really insightful thought. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it it's, it'll make way more obvious, you know, who, who did what, like in the editing process, um, inherently making it political when it shouldn't be. Interesting. Yeah. I thought we'll so never too. know unless someday we do. But. Really? I feel like we're going to know. Isn't the, you know, marshal of the court investigating it? I mean, how? Oh, yeah. I guess they probably left a digital trail. Yeah. Or like somebody, yeah, like printed it out. I don't know. I've read all kinds of stuff. Should we say what we're talking about in case someone listens to this in the future or has or is not based in the US? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Yeah, totally. We're talking about um the leaked Supreme Court opinion that was still in its draft phase for is it like the state of Mississippi versus Dobbs? There's a it, it's a long caption. I'm forgetting the first the petitioner name. Um, anywho, it's a Supreme Court case that's going to be overruling Roe v. Wade, which has been um, the settled law for 49 years, giving yep. women the constitutional right to have an abortion. <coughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I... Yeah. Yeah, Lydia and I, we we talked this week a little bit because I had this idea about um, doing like a read of the opinion on air for anybody who doesn't want to actually like put their eyes on it and read it. 
they can listen to me read it out loud and you can pause it or fast forward it or whatever. Um, and then we're going to hopefully try to do an episode where we sort of talk about the different cases that are being cited in that case, just so that a lay person can understand what exactly is going on. Um, but I think we're going to hold off on doing that until the official opinion is published. What do you think, Lydia? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was just going to say like the fact that we just immediately jumped into talking about it just shows that like, this means we haven't, it just shows that we haven't actually caught up since it came out. You know, that's just like what happens when people are like, oh yeah, what's this thing, blah, 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 as if we weren't on air or something. Like, it's just so, we just, everyone needs to debrief about what's going on. That, yeah. It like paused everything for my social life for a couple days because everyone just needed to like talk it out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It came out in the middle of one of my exams. <laughs> Seriously? So I was like reading about, I was wasting time not doing my exam. What can oh you my God. <laughs> yeah. You actually were the first person who told me about it. Oh geez. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone had to be the bearer of bad news shortly yep. thereafter, like within like 10 minutes, I think Brittany texted me the same thing. Shout out Brittany. 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 Um, yeah, gosh. And I've just been like, guzzling any podcast news article twitter feed i can about this i'm so horrified and fascinated <laughs> it's, yeah yeah it's like a wild time to be alive like i'm horrified as a woman but also fascinated um as somebody who kind of i would say understands the supreme court more than you know the your average joe i'm mm -hmm. not pretending to know a lot about it at all um but just how how this is going to go down because it is unprecedented having a, an opinion leaked i can't yeah <laughs> what mm -hmm. a time to be alive yeah i know right yeah um i've been doing a lot of talking do you have any lows that are not row related no i'll just expand on um what i was saying about it coming out in the middle of my exam so oh, okay one of my exams was a 48 hour take home. And this is a little unusual because at least the exams at WashU, some of them are like full take home exams where you open up the prompt in the beginning of the exam period, your essay is due by the end of the exam period. And that's considered mm -hmm. a take home. And then one professor is known for giving like 24 hour long exams. So you can start it whenever you want during the exam period, but once you open up the prompt, like the software, like logs your start time and you have to turn it in within 24 hours. Okay. So I'm sure I've talked about that on the podcast before because I've had a couple of those and then, or no, I had one class with them. Um, but this professor gave a 48 hour final, which I was like, oh, that's like the 24 hour exam, but it's like actually more merciful because you end up sometimes pulling an all-nighter for the 24-hour final because you just can't help it sometimes. Yeah. And you yeah, know 48 hours, you have to sleep. Yeah, exactly. And um, But the thing with the 24-hour final is that our the professor is like, I only, like, I've written this and put the word count on it such that, like, you could answer it in, like, a four-hour window, like, if I had 
set it as a four hour exam, right? Like that was his expectation. He thinks okay. he's being merciful, right? By giving you 24 hours. Because <laughs> he thinks he's giving you time to like outline it, write it, take a break, edit it, turn it in, even though that's not usually what happens. <laughs> okay. So this professor was like, yeah, so I expect it to take you like a full working day and then you sleep and then the next day you edit it. Well, a full working day is a long time. That's eight hours. That's an eight hour expectation for an exam when most exams are three or four hours. And so I was like, oh no, (laughs) oh no. And so I started doing it. And then that evening got the news. So it was like in the middle of the 48 hour period. So it was something of a distraction. But. Oh God, that that actually is the worst, I think, possible scenario, right? Well, I'll tell you, I was already struggling a lot. This this exam was a low. This was my comparative refugee law final. And okay. this is the only class in law school where we've talked about uh, climate-related migration. So it's my class. This is my class. I love this class. Yeah. I'm a professor, I love all the people in the class. Uh, shout out to Chantal, who's in the class. Um, but the 48-hour thing really fucked with my head because, like, I started it when I was like feeling good, like 10.30 a.m., printed out the exam, started being like, okay, I see some of the issues here. Like I got this, like kind of did some basic, like scribbled some notes on the thing I had printed out. Nothing that you could call an outline for an answer, just some like reading through it, getting some expectations, then time for a lunch break. So take a lunch break. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm not quite ready to get back to work. Cause I think I went too hard on this like outlining thing, this like note scribbling, which didn't actually lead to an outline. Like I kind of worn myself out actually doing nothing. I was like, I'll just take a little walk, take a shower or whatever. And then, and then, so that's fine. You know, what happened was maybe three hours had passed and I was like getting introspective about it. I was like, Oh my God, if I can't like make myself focus on this exam, like this work, it's actually an exam. This isn't just like a homework assignment I'm procrastinating on. This is an exam. And I like cannot make myself just get back into the exam. Like, oh God, work. How am I going to be like an employee that like that's real? I had assumed this whole time. Because of when the other exam, when I'm in other exams, like I understand the stakes and I'm like working hard. And I was like, well, a job has high stakes. So I just assumed that I would be like on it for my job. Like that. And then I was like, shit, this 48 hour exam is much more like actual work because you like have a window of time in which you can do things. And like it's still high stakes, but like, you know, it's not like a three hour timed exam or something. Yeah. And so then what are you going to do? I got onto Reddit and was like, which, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> which transactional practices have a better work-life balance? Like, how do you like survive in big law, whatever, like all Wait, you're this doing stuff. this while the exam clock is ticking. Yeah. Oh, I, yes. this is, oh my God, this is giving me hives. Well, just listen, Don. So Reddit did not have a lot of like um, hopeful advice for me. It was basically uh-huh. like avoid MA. Um, 
but otherwise like no like stop trying to pursue work-life balance because it is like does not exist a big law and whatever and like all of your free time you know be judicious with your free time and so I was like oh my gosh why am I like even thinking about living in Jersey to save money I have to live in walking distance to work so then I got mm. Zillow and you know how much I love Zillow so I'm like looking and then all the things close to work are really small and I'm like but I have two cats now so how am I going to live in these small apartments? So now I'm looking at the big apartments and they're just so expensive. And I was like, this just, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And then, um, and then I was like, okay, 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 okay. Like, I'm just going to like live somewhere in Jersey that's really close by and it's going to be fine. And I'm going to like not do MA and it's going to be fine. But, oh my God, I wasted all this time on the exam. Like, I'm like, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of like not yeah. And then I was like, well, I can't just jump from this like frenzied, like hell doom spiral to just being productive on an exam. I need to like take another break and go on another walk and have dinner. Anyways, so in the end, I got back to work at 8 p.m. Uh. after like an eight hour break and I was like, I'm going to make myself do the short answers tonight. And then tomorrow I'm going to do the three issue spotters on the exam. But tonight I have to at least do the short answers because like short answers for me are like a huge time suck. Cause you have to like re like, you can't just dive into one fact pattern. You have to like switch up what's happening in each of these like short questions. They're like 400 words each. So it wasn't that short. I would say like mini answers, not short answers. Mm. So I like stayed up till 3 a.m. doing that and then like oh. till 11 and then did the three issue spotters because at that point the pressure actually felt real and it was fine. But I was like, I just would have done so much better on this exam if I had actually spent two days on it instead of like 1.2 days on it. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I do this, this tale of you like kind of spiraling in procrastination reminds me so much of the child's book give a mouse a cookie if you give a mouse a cookie have you ever read it yeah yeah of course I mean it's been a couple decades but yeah um, how is the idea the idea is like okay so if a hungry mouse shows up at your doorstep you have to give him a cookie but then if you give him a cookie, he's going to want a glass of milk. Yeah. And then once he has the glass of milk, he's going to look in the mirror and make sure, you know, he doesn't have a milk mustache. Mm-hmm. And then once he's looking in the mirror, he's going to realize, you know, he he needs to give himself a trim. So he asks for a pair of scissors and like it all spirals out of control very oh, quickly. Oh, so you mean just like because <laughs> I allowed myself to even look at the Reddit, the other stuff was like sure to follow in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like the minute you're like on Zillow and read it I'm just like this is yeah you have so goodbye perfect. goodbye time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man so that was a low and and like because then you know I'm finally like all right I'm gonna get on track whatever finding out about the road or maybe that was part of the eight hour break I think I was like well now I have a genuine excuse for not being able to immediately go back to work I need to process this you know so Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, my God. Golly. <laughs> well, my 
unrelated to row low would be um i so i took my law license my law school diploma and my undergrad diploma uh-huh. to get framed uh-huh. and i could not more highly recommend the small independent framing shop that i went to uh-huh. the women were like so kind um, and they were so enthusiastic that I wanted to do something a little avant-garde. Like I didn't want just the general, you know, like black and white and like, meh, 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 meh. Mm-hmm. I was like looking for something kind of funky and with some flair. And, uh, I spent like an hour there and we were all brainstorming together. It felt great. And then, um, <laughs> they gave me the like bill they were like okay this is like estimated how much this is going to be to like frame all three of these things and it was like eight hundred dollars oh my god <laughs> but i was i was in too deep lydia no. like, you said okay i did so but it's gonna take them like six weeks to do it so i'm just gonna set oh. money aside from each paycheck <laughs> oh man I know. I felt a little like I was like, I don't know. I felt like I was a little bit taken for a ride there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can and like they didn't tell me until afterward, like after we had, you know, committed to these frames and I really loved them. She was like, Oh yes, the these frames are like the top notch frames. Like uh-huh. this is gold. This is there's gold in these frames. And I'm like, oh my oh, God. Okay. This is not- <laughs> okay. I don't know oh. if you could tell by my paint-stained overalls and the fact that I have not showered in three days. Like, I'm not looking for gold in my frame. <laughs> just the context of you framing a diploma that you just earned should be enough context, you know? To- well, I think I think maybe the law license might have offset uh, me. Dang. Yeah. I walk in there with that big ass piece of paper with looks like it looking like, you know, a C scroll with like loopy cursive. And they're like, ah, she means business. She's a lawyer. She wants gold in her frame. Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't. don't. Yeah. So that was Milo just feeling like a little bit of a, an imposter. (laughs) Wow. Well, I will I will come back to me for the other lows, which were my other exams. Um, I have uh, another tale of woe regarding procrastination, which was that my money laundering final was given to us not when the exam began, but actually six days before the exam period ended. So they gave us a lot of time for a very reasonable amount of work with the word limit. And I will have you know, I did not start it until like the last week of exams. And I did spend multiple days on it. No, that's not true. I started it on the first week of exams, but I did the thing where I didn't really outline while I was just like, oh yeah, this is clearly asking about this thing. So I like would write a note to myself to look up a statute, whatever. But that's so different from actually just like sitting down and actually starting writing it and like whatever. So I had some more 3 a.m. nights with that one, but it's in. My other tale of well (laughs) is that I finished the uh, money laundering exam the, like, second to last night before exam. So, like, 
I had left my immigration law final for the very last day of exams. So I finished money laundering like 2 a.m. And then I'm like, okay, let me like read over the exam instructions for immigration law so I know what to expect. Um, and I read over them. I find out two crucial things. One, that the exam isn't really an open book exam. It's a modified open book exam, which means that like hmm. only certain materials are allowed and the exam software shuts off your access to the rest of your computer. So that oh, meant to like okay. print off anything I'm going to bring. That's okay. Fine. I mean, I do love me a control F, but like I get it. Um, the big blow was like, there was something on there that said like, you can only use outlines that you have written yourself. And this was 2 a.m. the day of the exam. I was like, well, oh. I have this really perfect, beautiful outline that a friend sent me, but now I'm realizing I can't use it. So I'm just going to roll up with my textbook and the statute of the Immigration and Nationality Act and uh, associated statutes. Both of those books have a table of contents that is in a way an outline, like at least you know where to look and, mm -hmm. you know, um, some notes. Uh, but notes that like haven't been formatted into an outline are like very difficult to use on a timed exam. <laughs> Same with the whole statute books thing. So I'm like flipping back and forth. I just am like, oh, I could have. I really, And I made such an elementary mistake that I only realized with 15 minutes left to go in the exam. What when was I it? looked at the, I had like 15 minutes. I looked again over the exam instructions. So one takeaway of this is like, just read the exam instructions. Like, you know, when your professor sends them to you before the exam, not during the exam, but it had said like, you know, to list out the rule, basically IRAC, but also give the statute for the rule that you're talking about. And I had not done that. Even okay. though I had been flipping through the statute this whole time, I had just been like, oh, for asylum, you need to prove this and this, you know? And so with the last 15 minutes, I just like plugged in statutes wherever I could. But like, I didn't do it in a way that you would have done it if in the beginning of the exam, you... We're, we're doing that specifically yeah. Yeah, trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just randomly parenthetical like uh yeah, 212a1b like no. <laughs> um, so i just i'm like dang i didn't really play any of these right and i'm not even done with exams because i have my my paper for my non-law school class due by the end of this week so I'm not really like I'm, I'm going to all these celebrations with everyone, but I'm not actually even done with exams. Like everything feels so protracted out, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. I want to go back to the outline thing though. Okay. Okay. I realize you're, you, you probably would never do this. And if you, if you would, you would never admit to it on a recorded podcast, but outlines are like, some are like, couldn't you just throw your name on your friend's outline and be like, this was my outline. I made this myself. You know, no one looked at the outlines and so I feel like in, in 1L, they had us put like everything we brought into 
the exam like into our exam envelope or something, but they didn't do that this year. Like there was no oversight. No one would have checked it, but I just, it's like, it literally doesn't make sense to risk any kind of honor code violation like this close to the end. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. And I guess no, there's nothing to gain. Like it's a hundred percent my fault for not like putting in the work. And like, I was just like at 2 a.m., I did think about making an, an outline. I thought about being like, whatever I make in the next like two hours, say like is better than nothing. Like it doesn't take that long to cobble together like the world's shittiest outline. <laughs> it yeah. was like sleep. I was like, oh, an awake Lydia can like figure it out based on what the actual exam facts are. Like looking up the actual relevant things instead of making an outline of everything that could possibly come up. I was like, that right. just has to be, it was just like an in-the-moment decision. I was so tired after working on this money laundering final for like 12 hours. I was like, is this, is this what's happening? <laughs> this all makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, I just had to ask. Yeah, no, it, it crossed my mind very briefly. Because I was like, what is of my own making really mean? Like, if I rearrange something and change the font, is it of my own? And then it's like... You literally can't even argue that. You can't. You can't even. It's like. <laughs> just don't do it. Just don't stupid. do it. You're so close. Exactly. It's like, it's so stupid. Um, yeah. It would be like me refusing to swear on the Bible at my swearing in. <laughs> like, no, just, I disagree. Just That's like a much, much more legitimate. <laughs> okay. Well. In my okay. opinion. Fair enough. But, but yeah, I, I guess in mindset wise, it's more, it's similar. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're so close. I can feel it for you. Yes, I am getting really close. And oh, all this week we're doing, uh, it's like our 3L week. I guess now we're transitioning to like happier things. But did you have this 3L week where like in the time between the end of exams and graduation, like you all did social events together? I... I think that something was arranged, but true to form, I did not go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't the most social butterfly in law school. I think a lot of that can be attributed to pandemic, though, too. Like, you know, there were people who had to, like, quarantine, do the law school quarantine thing, but they were, like, living with other students. And so Hmm. in, in, like, apartments where, like, lots of students lived. And I imagine like people kind of formed like friendships around that. Um, I didn't have that. So <laughs> I just kind of did my own thing. Um, yeah. But tell tell me more about 3L week. Well, um, major props to our 3L week planners. Uh, we got Cass, who has been on the pod and yes, also yes. is one of the co-hosts of Legally Black. And uh, Kyle is the other planner. So thanks to them, we have this awesome lineup of events, including um, a whole section of the baseball stadium. We're going to like see a Cardinals game. Um, I do not give one flying hoot about baseball, but I will be there for the snacks and the people and that'll be fine. And let's see. um, We're doing like a river cruise like a dinner cruise thing because you know st louis is on a river and 
there was going to be field day, which I was very excited about, but I, it got canceled for something I'm not sure about. So, but instead, um, Madison and Bill, not Billy, different Bill, uh, have planned a pickleball tournament for tomorrow. And I saw like the bracket, like this is a whole thing. Like they have put, they have trophies for everyone. Like this is like, I, I love this. I'm sad. I didn't have any energy to like plan something very silly and committed like this, but I'll be going as a spectator. Okay. Um, what other events do we have? There's like other stuff. Oh, we're going to have like another bar review and that kind of thing. So I need. It sounds like a lot of great socializing and perhaps some sweating. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I really need to like do my paper so that I can like fully enjoy these things, but I know I'm not going to finish my paper until the very, very end. Yeah. And there's probably going to be at least another eight hour Zillow binge in between. Yeah. So wait, I want to go back to the Zillow thing now. Oh, okay. So many questions. Okay. So did you end up landing on, you know, living in Jersey, like very close to like a train or a boat or a bus or whatever, (laughs) whatever they do in Jersey? Or are you going to try to do the down the street thing? Okay. Well, so one reason I've always been like thinking about Jersey is that um, I'll be I'll be taxed New York State taxes no matter where I live because it's based on where you work. But for the New York City tax, it's based on if you live in the city. So um, I can avoid that tax just by living in Jersey, and my office is very close to Jersey, so it wouldn't be like a huge thing. Um, it would be like, if there's no traffic, it's like a 12 minute like bus ride. Obviously there would be traffic, but I'm just saying like, it's that close. So I'd be saving like, um, depending on how much I put into my 401k uh, pre-tax, I'd be saving like around $600 a month. Okay, And so like, yeah. And I'm like, there's so many things I would like to do with that. Like pay off my debt or anything. Give it to charity. Literally just $600. Like that's even if I like lived in Brooklyn. So like I know that like all my friends in New York live in Brooklyn and Brooklyn's very cool. So like that would mean having like a little bit of commute to work, but that my like outside of work life would be very fun. Um, But like even living close to work, I'm like, okay, whatever this rent is for this smaller place, that much more in rent and $600 more a month in taxes for just, just to live mm. in, which, Hey, maybe it's worth it. But also part of me is like, I don't want to move somewhere where I know I'm going to want to move soon. Like I want to minimize the amount of times I move if possible, obviously, yeah. beforehand, but I'm like, if I got a place that had a little bit more space in Jersey, that just gives me the flexibility to like have a roommate. If I need to leave, this job and need to save money on rent to like, you know, host a friend who needs a place to stay to me. me. Yes, please. Like to move in with someone like whatever, like there's just more flexibility that way. And, and it's so close. It's like such a close commute. Uh, Like to live somewhere in Manhattan 
just to be in walking distance to work, like I'd have to actually be really close to, to work for it to make sense. Cause once I get further out where I will realistic, where like I could walk cause you're not crossing a river, but it's like a 40 minute walk or something. I know I'll be taking the subway and then that's like the same length of time as like taking the bus. So my, wow, I'm having flashbacks to like our first couple episodes where I was like, like laying out all the logistics of subletting my place in Boston and I'm getting like chills. Oh, wow. Yes. A good throwback. (laughs) Um, But I guess the hopeful thing is I know I can look back on this period in the future and be like, okay, you thought everything out. This was what you could do. That's fine. But yeah, I think the Jersey conversation in my head had moved to like, do I want to be along a bus route or a train line? Because the bus is the thing that goes directly there in like 12 minutes from like Union City slash Weehawken, New Jersey to Times Square. That's the like quick Mm -hmm. route. But um, one thing I really don't like about buses is that like sometimes if they're like super full, they'll just like pass you. And I would be like one of the last bus stops before you actually make it to the station, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like scared about that. I'm like, just, I just don't like how variable the time is. Like, I want to know if I'm going to like get up a certain time. I don't want to just waste my whole morning in traffic in a tunnel. I want to be there. So even though the train, which goes like further South into Jersey to like Jersey city, Hoboken and everything, like it's like a 25 minute bus ride, which still is like a laughably short commute. But the benefit is that like, you know, it's going to be 25 minutes. So that's a hugely appealing, but the thing, like the places along the train route are probably understandably much more expensive than the places along the bus route. So I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is tricky. But yeah, that, I don't, I don't envy your, the position you're in. <laughs> that's like, the, like, break, like, that's the conversation I've been having with myself for like a very long time. Like which one of those things to prioritize, but the spiral. So the spiral about like looking for places and walking distance to work was kind of unexpected. It's just cause I got like, so in my head about how I, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to make myself do work. So I'm going to be at work even longer. And so I have to be like, so, but then I like, I estimated like, okay, what if I like end up having to take a cab like once a week, actually it's still cheaper to live in Jersey and take a cab once a week. If I like don't get the bus or whatever, then, and that might not even be a phenomenon that I have to worry about. Yeah. It was in Boston where I lived, but that's, you know, Boston is just different than New York commuter. Like the commuter thing is like more of a thing between these two neighborhoods than between my neighborhood in Boston and downtown. Anyways. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to find something so great and it's definitely going to have space for you to visit. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I'm more than happy to help you uh, Zillow hunt. <laughs> I love Zillow hunting. Well, all the Zillow hunting I'm doing is kind of just to get a feel for the market. Nothing is, is like open now for that far in the future, you know? Right. I think you arrive there and then like an apartment goes up and you have to get it that day. Right. (laughs) That's how it goes. I think so too. 
yeah so I'll probably do that at some point yeah well um did that does that conclude our lows um I think that's like my whole update because three all week I think is a high um and then I think my met is the fact that I still have this paper to write which is like mm-hmm. a fun paper. I've chosen to write about karmic bonds from previous lives. Oh. Um, because Genji uses his karmic bonds. Like sometimes he'll just like use it as a way to flirt with women. He'll be like, oh, it's clear we have a karmic bond from a previous life. And I'm like, come Sheesh. on, man. But sometimes it genuinely seems like it's a real karmic bond based on the context. So I'm like, this, uh, this is enough content for me to write about. I got some. <laughs> so I'm I love that. But it still sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Well, if, if that's sort of it, should we conclude with me reciting the oath? <laughs> yeah. You don't have highs? Wait, did you? Getting sworn in. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Okay, I should also say I want to give a shout out to Nicole if she's listening for presenting me. So when you get sworn in, a member of the bar has to present you to the judge. Oh. Yeah. And so Nicole presented me and said very sweet, lovely things. Um, Yeah, that hopefully are all on the record somewhere. Um, and Adam came and my aunt Joan came and my friends, Lily and Jenny drove all the way from Stoneville. Um, and yeah, it was really special. And afterwards we had mimosas and pastries at our beautiful office. Yes. And, um, Adam actually got to watch me, uh, make my very first court filing as the attorney of record. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. North Carolina bar number 58838, baby. I can say these things on air out loud because they're publicly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can look them up. They're real. Gosh. I, I wonder if they're like. Number. If I press rewind, look at the number. I can like read the case that you're working on. No, oh. I don't think. No, 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 no. No, like the my my bar number is like the one that's associated with my name, not the case, not the case number. Oh, I thought you were giving the case number. God, no, no, no. Okay. I wouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> no, this is the this is everybody gets a bar number. It's like your driver's license. Oh, number. okay, okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't I know if I you actually said you like entered your first thing as an attorney on record. I can see, yeah, why the confusion would be there. Yeah, I made my first filing, but when you make the filing, you obviously have to sign it in, like, every conceivable corner. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I am now the attorney of record on my very first case. So Wow. Yeah, yeah, very exciting stuff. Um, Okay, so once Nicole presented me, I had to walk up to the judge and put my hand on the Bible, and my Aunt Joan held the Bible for me. Um, you might remember my aunt Joan. She read a poem that she wrote at my wedding. Oh, yeah. Um, and she was crying the whole time. (laughs) I was like, I can't look you in the eye and also say these, these things. (laughs) You could be crying the whole time. Um, it was very sweet. Uh, so for, 
without further ado, for anybody who's interested, this is the oath that um, I had to take and that I'm assuming it's probably the same in New York. So you'll, you'll be taking in a few months. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So I, Megan Riley Dries, which again, I, I think I can say my name on the podcast now. <laughs> I'm Megan Riley Dries. Do solemnly swear that I will support the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. I, Megan Riley Dries, do solemnly and sincerely swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to the state of North Carolina and to the constitutional powers and authorities which are or may be established for the government thereof, and that I will endeavor to support, maintain, and defend the constitution of said state, not inconsistent with the constitution of the United States, to the best of my knowledge and ability, so help me God. I, Megan Riley Dries, do swear that I will truly and honestly demean myself in the practice of an attorney according to the best of my knowledge and ability. So help me God. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> wow. Interesting yeah. oath. I know. I mean, I just wonder how many times, like the very, like my mind when you were like, I solemnly swear. And I was like, that I'm up to no good. Like, I just, that has to happen so many times. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one that caught me was the third one where I had to honestly and truly, I had to swear to that I will truly and honestly demean myself in yeah. the practice of the attorney. I'm really, I, I read this through at home a couple times before I went to the courthouse to do it. Um, and I'm glad I did because the first time I read that, I was like, demean myself. What are yeah. you talking about? What are, they, what are your intentions yeah. with my daughter? Right. Yeah. But I think it just means like act as though, you know, like, like have the demeanor of. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. I like the connotation is like a little different. How you know? A touch different. A touch different. So that's that. Cool. Thank it's, you for sharing. Real. No idea. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well. Um, okay. Well, Lydia, I feel like it's probably time to part ways. Yes. I'm going to go do a tarot reading with Ellie. Okay. Fun. So- um, well, I guess the next time we talk to you. Oh, shoot. Should we do an episode before you graduate or after you graduate? Oh, I don't know. Um, we could do one like after I finish this essay. Boom. There we go. Love it. Able to reflect a little more than I've been able to reflect. Yeah. And it can just be all you and I can just be riffing with you. I want to hear, hear it all. Final impression. I don't want it to be all me. I like hearing about you. Well, maybe I'll have something interesting to report, but I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> Everything I do is protected by attorney-client privilege now. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't do hypos anymore, Lydia. It's okay. all real. <laughs> okay. Um, love you. Mean it. Talk to you soon. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, goodbye, Megan. I miss you. I miss you, too. Goodbye.